teach you today about the power of your tithe and offering. And I have a subtitle that I'm titling it, Understanding the Supernatural Side of Stewardship. Understanding the Supernatural Side of Stewardship. And I want to read from Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. And this is so important. Uh, People say, well, that's Old Testament. Well, there's a lot of things in the Old Testament that you believe. I just so happen to believe this one as well. In fact, I believe the whole Bible. I believe God's word is true and God has never changed. But Malachi 3 says this. Listen to this. Just think about the supernatural side of you honoring God with the tithe and offering. Listen to this. He says, for I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. He speaks to Israel, and it's a challenge to us as well. Return to me. Everybody say that. Return to me. And I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? Listen to this. He says, bring all the tithes and uh, all the tithes into my storehouse. That's a key word, that his storehouse, into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Now, he, he equates the storehouse with his house. How many know God has a house Amen. and it's not built with hands? Amen. He says... He says, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will, listen to the supernatural side. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. So that... He will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this revelation. Lord, this is not a hard revelation for those who love to honor you and stand in your presence and who know the supernatural side of the tithe and offering and why you have purposed it to be given on a regular basis and what it does in us and how it improves everything in our lives. Father, I thank you for your word. It is true. And we believe it in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. So let me just start with this. What is tithing in the Bible? Literally, the literal translation means a tenth. And the Bible talks about it in the Old and the New Testament. And so it doesn't end once Jesus went to the cross. A tithe was an obligatory offering, a compulsory. They had to give it in the Old Testament. It was the law. It was part of the commands of God. In the law of Moses, this was commanded, and it was explicitly to come from the first fruits. That is, if you are increased from your field, you take part of the grain, tenth of it, the first part of it, and you give that to the house of God. And it's 
as if you give it to the Lord, and it is giving it to the Lord. And that's how it worked in uh, the Old Testament. This was given so that the people, listen to this, could remember that everything comes from the Lord and that we are to be thankful for what he has given to us. This tithe, tithe, the tithe, was used, listen, there's, there's purpose in the tithe. It was used to provide for the gathering place of the people of God. This is Old Testament, but it's also a part of the New Testament. For the people of God to worship and provide for the Levite priests in the Old Testament who were called by God to teach the word of God, serve him, and bless the people. And I learned this this week as I was studying this and meditating on this. This is something that I did not expect to teach today. I was not expecting God to speak to me about this. But it is truly transformational. And it will transform your entire future. It will transform the way you look at things. It will transform everything about you financially and about the way you look at life. It will This, this one simple prophetic act of honoring God with the tithe. But I heard, I read this statement, it was so true, and it's so simple that you might miss it, and I don't think you will, because you're very intelligent. (laughs) Tithing, this is what it says, tithing isn't really giving, it's returning a tenth of all the financial increase God has given you to enjoy. Come on, give the Lord praise right now. It isn't... It isn't subtraction. It's a seed for multiplication. See, it's, it all belongs. Every, I was thinking about this as I'm meditating on the tithe. Believe this. I'm thinking about all that God has given me. I mean, everything that he has given me. I mean, I think about eyesight. I think about hearing. I think about all the hair on my head. It's so thick and wonderful. <laughs> I think, I, just, I, I think about the strong body that I have and the breath that I breathe and, and just the, the, the ability to think and, and to live a life and to enjoy this world and the breath that I breathe and the wife that I have and the life that I have and the joy that he brings and all that he does and all of the benefits and blessings. I'm thinking, God, you give us everything. We give it all to you. Because it comes from you. But the Lord says, honor me with the tithe. The the tithe, when we return the tithe to God, there's something about it that God loves. There's something that turns his attention to the ones who will say, you know what? I'm not going to consume all of the 100% on me. I'm going to... Think about God and his work in the earth and what he desires to do. And I'm going to give him a tenth. Now, I'm going to tell you, a tenth is not the ceiling of your giving, by the way. It's the floor. Now, Dave, our bookkeeper, many times Dave is very gracious. So say, look, if you don't think you can give the tithe a tenth, then start at 2%, 3%. And I say, thank you, Dave. And that's a good thing. I want people to start somewhere. But you got to get to that place where you say, what? Lord, you have given me everything. Yes. Yes. Wow. 
And I'm just returning the things that you gave to me in a way that you have taught us to do. And you can start with 2%, but it's not the tithe. It's 2%. I don't know what that is, but the tithe is a tenth. And it belongs to God who gives it freely, all of it to God, all of it to us from God. And we return it to him, the tithe. He gives you power to get wealth. Did you know that? God gives you power to get wealth. He gives you strength to get wealth. If you have retirement, if you are building retirement, if you are building wealth in your family, if you are making smart financial decisions, let me encourage you to honor the Lord the rest of your days with the tithe because here's what's going to happen. You're going to get there quicker. You're going to be stronger because God is going to multiply it and increase it in your life. You know, gratitude always blesses God. It blesses the heart of the Father. And the tithe, when you give your tithe, you know what happens? The heart of the Father gets, I know this, I know this is real. The heart of the Father is so pleased, and it's just such a simple act. Tithing is a token of your gratitude, just a token of your gratitude, of obedience to God, of thanksgiving to God, of willingness and dedication. Giving the tithe willingly develops an honest and pure heart in you. You know, I read this. I was reading things about the tithe, things that people said about the tithe. And one guy says, you know what? If your husband (laughs) or... No, I better not say it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. I better not say it. But he did. He said this. He says, if somebody's going to cheat on God, if they're going to rob God, they may just cheat on you. I thought, oh, boy, that was a tough one right there. Let's pray for our husbands, right? Ladies, let's pray for them. But it's so true. I mean, if I can cheat and rob God, nothing is outside the realm of being cheated on. Nothing. But I'm going to tell you, the man or the, or the woman who learns to tithe, they are faithful and loyal. I've seen that over and over and over and over again. Ooh, it got quiet in here. I was debating on saying that. I did. See, God loves a cheerful giver. He loves a thankful giver. Do you give thanks at mealtime? Amen. Amen. That's a simple act. It's a simple moment where you give thanks to God for a meal that you can pick up rapid fire at Chick-fil-A. I mean, you don't even have to cook it anymore. You don't have to pluck the chicken. You know, you don't have to kill the cow anymore. It's all ready for you. But you give thanks to God. And that's what the tithe is. Tithe is like, thank you, Lord, that you have blessed me. Nothing demonstrates, I believe, in the realm of your finances, nothing demonstrates a heart of thanksgiving, of thanksgiving to God, excuse me, of, of thanksgiving to God like the tithe and the offering of for all that God has given to you. And he's given so much. Life, breath, strength, health, eternal life. He's given us family and friends and a church that we love and we love to attend where we know the Spirit of God is going to meet us. He's given us food and shelter and clothing and wealth and so much more. Psalm 
The 103 says this in verse 1. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things that your youth is renewed like the evil God is so good that he makes ice cream taste good he will satisfy your mouth with good things somebody say amen he created the taste buds how many, how many went through COVID? Did anybody get COVID? How many had COVID? We're not going to put you on a database, all right? All right, so. How many had COVID? Did your taste go away? How many's taste went away? How many were really glad your taste came back? Yeah. How many thank God for your taste buds? I'm just saying he, he creates it all. He creates it all. People hold on to the tithe like they want to punch somebody. Don't You know, pastor, all they want is money. Oh, give me a break. I don't need money. God wants to get money into your hands. He wants to bless you at work. Come on. See, when the tithe and the offering are given, given to God through the work of God in the earth and his Cause and his work in the earth, his mission, his great commission to go into all the world, preach the gospel, get them saved, get them baptized, build churches, create places of worship, take territory, advance the kingdom. See, when the tithe and the offering are given to God and his cause in the world, supernatural, God plans it this way, this is what he does. I'm going to explain it all here in a moment. But supernatural things begin to happen to the giver. I mean, sometimes the devil tries to really discourage you too. But, and we'll not talk about all of that, but we'll get to a little bit of that. Supernatural things begin to happen to the giver, in the giver, and for the giver. That People just need to understand. People have been taught a wrong doctrine about tithing. Oh, it's Old Testament. Well, take your Pharisaical attitude and go someplace else. <laughs> never build a church. Never give to the things of God. Never do what Jesus said. Just go ahead. Just go ahead. All right? Not you. But and you know what I'm talking about. That hypothetical straw man that I just built. <laughs> right? I really enjoy seeing people get, I really get excited when I see people get this one simple principle, this one simple discipline. I get excited when people learn to pray. I love to see people praise the Lord. I love to see them just come freed up away from religious bondage. And I love, I love when people also come out of stinginess. <laughs> and say, you know what, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to do this. I'm going to do it happy. I'm going to do it gladly. But I really enjoy seeing how people begin to embrace this tithes and offerings. It's a huge part of their gratitude toward God. 
And, and it opens up their heart to become even more generous. I remember when I first started learning to tithe, it was an amazing thing. It was a very difficult thing to do because, you know, I worked hard for my money. I just wasn't willing to give it to anybody. So I wanted to learn relationships. I had to have a church that I, I knew the pastor. I knew what they were doing. I, I wanted, you know, me, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a businessman. I want to know everything. You know, that's how I was. And all of a sudden, something began to happen in me. Something began to happen in my wife as we learned to tithe and give. It opens us up. It opens us up to the supernatural increase and supernatural blessings in every area of our life that God wants to give. Now, let me give you a few cautions. Let me give you some careful thinking here about the tithe and the offering. And this is something that you have to know, or you'll give up on the tithe. You will, when you start... You don't want to give, you don't want to give up. I'm going to give you a few stories here in a moment. What time? Oh, good. It's only quarter. All right. I got time. Here's some careful notes and caution. Tithing does not make sense, humanly speaking, but it does spiritually speaking. You got to see this with the, with your spiritual eyes. And so because it is not easily seen or discerned by the carnal mind or the natural mind, it is easily dismissed by carnal thinking believers and Christians or people that, you know, are trying to discover it. It's discarded many times and discredited by the natural mind instead of embraced by the spiritual mind. And I just did a series, a series on the supernatural mind of the believer, talking about the spiritual mind and how we have the mind of Christ. And I want that for you. And you can go back in our archives on our podcasts or our YouTubes and watch those if you haven't heard that in a while or haven't been taught about the supernatural mind of the believer. See, tithing may not give you immediate payoff. How many understand that? Tithing may not give you immediate payoff in the natural, but in the long run, the benefits are unbelievable. The Bible literally says in the Old Testament that the blessings of God will come upon you and overtake you. Here's a, I, I'm going to give you two stories that Joyce Meyer wrote. It's just, they're really funny and they're really, really good. So can I read this to you? It's really good. It says, uh, Joyce Meyer says, I will never forget this. I went and I threw myself, this was early on in her ministry. I went and threw myself across my daughter's bed and I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried some more because I felt that I had been so faithful and that there was no financial breakthrough for us. She's early on in her ministry. She's giving. She's tithing. She goes on to say, you ever have one of those days, she says, where you are tired of hearing everybody else's testimony about the blessings of God? But I made a decision that day, she said. This is powerful. And I think we all have to come to this point in many different areas of our life, but especially in the time. And she says, she goes on to say, as I lay across that bed and I cried, when I finally got done, I said this out loud. It was like my declaration. Quote, God, I'm going to tithe and give offerings until the day I die, whether I see anything from it or not. And you know, she says, you know what? From that day forward, we began to prosper and increase. And I believe with all my heart, that was a test for me. Somebody give God praise. 
And we see the fruit of Joyce Meyer's ministry. I mean, she's amazing. She's an amazing teacher. And so it may not pay off immediately. There's a test. The Father is teaching you endurance. He is teaching you perseverance. He is teaching you faithfulness in this process. He's teaching you about generosity and gratitude and dependence on him. Tithing was not meant to be easy in the beginning. See, if we're giving out of our abundance, that's one thing. Some of you are very wealthy. Praise God. You never miss the tithe because the blessing of God has come upon you and overtaken you. How many know that tithing is not the ceiling? It's the floor. So guess what? God's going to challenge you again. I've known people that began to tithe and then they went to 20%. And then they went to 30%. And God just kept increasing them. And there's people who give 90% of their increase to God. Woo, it got awful quiet in here, Lord. I'm just, I'm just saying, it's a challenge, right? It's incredible, too. Can you imagine being so blessed that you live on 10% and you give 90% to God? Woo, all right. Father's teaching us these things. Tithing was not meant to be easy in the beginning. Listen to this. I love this. This is another Joyce Meyer testimony. So good. Listen to this. It's so good. She says, I remember the woman who marched up to the front of a church where I was doing a meeting, put her hands on her hips and said, quote, I want my money back. <laughs> and, and she says, I said, what are you talking about? And she said, I've been doing this for two weeks, and it doesn't work. I want my money back. It was actually, she says, that it was all I could do to keep from laughing in her face. But she was serious. She, uh, Joyce Meyer goes on to say, she, was, she actually was, like giving almost to buy some kind of new lifestyle that she wanted. Didn't understand a thing about commitment, dedication, and discipline. Two weeks, she writes. How many of you know you're not going to throw a little money in a bucket and get your life that's been a mess for 50 years turned around in two weeks? How many understand that? Come on, give God praise. This is how, it's ha this is how it happens. Now, it starts there. I mean, no, two weeks is a good start, but you don't stop. I believe the Lord actually plans for the tithe to be painful at first. Painful. It was very painful for me at first because I didn't have a whole lot of money. Me and my wife were newly married, and we, didn't, we lived on a shoestring. He wants you to learn to trust him and to learn priorities. Tithing is about your faith. It is about your love for God and his work. Tithing separates the contenders from, you know what I'm going to say, the pretenders. See, don't be one. Don't be a pretender. Don't be a pretender. Now, I will give you, as they say, I will give the tithe when I can afford it. You'll never be able to afford it because you don't want to afford it. Somebody say, oops, oops. But the one that says, I can't wait 
to give it because I earned it and God gave me the strength to earn it. That's the person. Listen to how God views the tithe. You want to see another part of how God views the tithe from his word. The tithe is sacred. It is holy. It is special. The Bible says it is set apart and it is precious to the Lord. Leviticus 2730 says, and all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. Wow. See, it's important for you to understand the supernatural side of stewardship, taking care of all that God has given you and doing the things that he wants you to do. The Lord says it is holy to me and it should be holy and sacred to us, right? If it's holy to the Lord, it should be holy and sacred to us. But there's... A supernatural side. Listen, listen to this. To tithing and giving and stewardship. Proverbs 3 verse 9 says, Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your increase. Everybody say first fruits. First fruits of all your increase. Listen to this. Here's a supernatural. Are you ready for a supernatural thing? Sow your barns. Now anybody got barns? Anybody have a barn? No, we don't live that way anymore. We have bank accounts now, right? We have retirement accounts. We have safety funds and increase and income and that God gives us power. So shall your bank accounts will be filled with plenty and your vats. Anybody have wine vats? You don't have wine vats, do you? Curtis, are you leaving? Do you not want to hear about the tithe? I'm just teasing. Oh, I'm calling people out today. Oh, I never do that, but I, I just had to. I have to. I have to. Your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. Hallelujah. So here's the power of your tithe. I want to give you two points, and then we're going to close. Two points, but there's so many, so much more, and we'll probably save that for next week. Now, the house will be empty. Now. No, I prophesy it'll be full. There's Curtis again. He didn't leave me. He didn't leave me. Oh, he, oh, you got your wallet. Hallelujah. Get that checkbook, too. <laughs> you can give. Dave just gave us a hundred different ways to give up here. I mean, the, well, three, you know, but still, yeah, there's five. Power of the tithe and the offering. Number one, your heavenly father has not changed his mind about the tithe. Notice what it says in Malachi 3. He says, I am the Lord. I do not change. Now, when did he change about this? It's because people want to rob God. They rob God. They're going to continue to rob God. But you're not going to rob God. I'm going to teach you how to be blessed of God. Therefore, you are not that the Lord doesn't change. Therefore, he is not. We are not consumed. I was sharing this on Wednesday night. I'm teaching about the blessing and favor of God, the favor and blessing of God, and how it comes out of a heart of righteousness. And I'm teaching about righteousness. How many know that I'm a teacher of righteousness? I'm not a prosperity preacher, even though prosperity is a part of it. I am a teacher of righteousness and what it means to stand righteous in the sight of God, in his righteousness, not my own. But the fact is, is that God does, he does not change his mind. He has not changed his mind. 
Now, he wants us to embrace this wonderful, simple act of obedience. He says, I am the Lord. I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed. And this is what I was thinking. I thought, you know, the devil walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He wants to devour. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy from you. Did you know that? And if it were not for God, the devil would be running roughshod. Do you know he runs roughshod over nations who have rejected God? He runs over families that have rejected God. That's why it's so important that we get the gospel out. That's why it's so important that we have houses of worship where people can come and learn about Jesus and learn about the things of God. It's so important because the enemy as a roaring lion is seeking whom he may devour. And he wants to devour you, no question about it. But I'm going to tell you, God says no. God says, no, you will not devour my people. If you have breath and you're sitting here, God has said no to the devil's acts against you. And as a heart of, out of a heart of gratitude to God, man, I'm ready. Get the buckets ready, Dave. Come on. I'm serious. Get them ready. God's going to give us an avalanche. Oh, it got awful quiet up in here. No, seriously. you got to think about this. He says, I will rebuke the devourer when you honor me and bring my tithes and offerings into my storehouse, into my house. Number two, listen, it's the power of your tithe. He says, I do not change. I, this is supernatural sight. I will say no to the devil. I will say no to the devourer. Hallelujah. That's all right by me. I don't want him touching my family. I don't want him touching my finances. I don't want him touching my health. I don't want him touching my, my people. I don't want him touching anything. I want him rebuked and a thousand miles away from me. And the blessing of God just coming, just flowing. Hallelujah. Woo! Come on, somebody. Number two, listen. See, the power of your tithes and offerings. Here's the supernatural side. Your heavenly father is giving you another chance to change your mind. If, you, if you're not tithing, how many know God gives us second chances? Ooh, everybody say it again. Amen. I love it. Your heavenly father is giving you another chance to change your mind about your tithe to him and his cause. Or if you've already learned it, he wants to take you to a whole new level of grace and blessing. Malachi, he says, return to me. He says, Malachi 3.7, return to me and I will return to you. Can I say something here? When you stop giving, you stop caring. When you stop tithing, you stop caring about the things of God. And when you stop caring about his church and about his mission and about his work, you stop caring about God. You stop caring about what's important to him. I know this because I know people. I'm tempted in every way just like you. You mean, Pastor Randy, you're tempted not to tithe? Never. Somebody say amen. But I know I can think in my mind. Now listen, if I think about this, think logically. If I am not giving to something, I really don't care about it, especially something as important as the things of God. That he says are important to him. He says, I am building my church. You can't build a thing in this life without finances. He always wants us to give out of a heart of generosity for him. 
Now notice this. He says, return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, and what shall we return? How shall we return? Bring the tithe. Because he knows where your heart, where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. And so if God can change your heart about your treasure, he can change your heart about him and about his work. It's true. He says, bring the tithes tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. So what is God's house? This is where the, this is where the skeptics and all the ones that just want to uh, just kind of, you know, pardon my French, poo-poo on the things of God and say, you know, they really don't matter. You know, you don't need to have buildings and lights. Well, why don't you say that to your wife or your children? God loves a place for people to gather. He's always had places for people to gather. He did it in the Old Testament. He's doing it today. He's building his church. Why stop giving? Why, when you want to give to God, why does the devil tempt you? It's because there's a, there's a part of us that wants to hold everything. God wants you to care about what he cares about and invest in what he is invested in. So what is his house? What is his house? Hebrews 3. This is New Testament. Can I read this to you? 5, verse 5. Moses indeed was faithful in all his house as a servant, that is, what was Moses' house? That is, the people of God, the gathering, the tabernacle, and the things of God. The people of God. For a testimony of things which would be spoken afterward. Those things were types and shadows. They, know, they do not change. Verse 6. But Christ, who? Christ as a son over his house, whose house are we? Somebody say amen. Are if we hold, that is, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. First Timothy says it again in chapter 3, verse 14. These things I write to you, though I hope to come to you shortly. Paul writes, he's the one that's planting churches all over the known world at that time. But if I am delayed, I write to you, Timothy, that you may know how you ought to conduct your house Yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God. Everybody say church. Church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of the truth. And how many know God has a body? He has a church and he has government in this body. It's the apostle, prophet, the evangelist, pastor, teacher to build up the body of Christ, to come into the fullness and the revelation of the great son of God who loves us and to gather and to be the people and to do good works and to, and to support missions all over the world. This is who we are. It does not change. It has not changed. I'm going to close. Have you learned to honor God with the tithe? I have. Oh, my wife left me. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. Preached her right out of the sanctuary. Me and my wife, we've learned. We've learned. Oh, man. And you know what? God has done amazing things for us. See, if you have, if you've honored the Lord, you already know the supernatural benefits. And I'm going to give you more. I only gave you two. But this is your opportunity to not only 
Agree with God about the tithe, but rebuke the devourer. God says, I will rebuke the devourer. All nations will call you blessed of me. And give God thanks. And so here's how you start. I want you to start. If you haven't started, I want you to start now. I want you to believe. I want you to take this by faith. What I'm saying is so true. This is a revelation from God. And it is a revelation that God wants to bless you with. People want revelations. They want to see Jesus on their throne, on his throne. How about see the revelation of the simple tithe? And he'll give you more revelation. Somebody say amen. So this is your opportunity to rebuke the devil. Start now. Here she is. All right. She got it. She got our checkbook. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. I thought you were gone, honey. Praise the Lord. You're not. You didn't leave me all these years. So here's, here's how it's done. What did you earn this week? Come on. What did you earn a thousand dollars this week? Hundred dollar tithe. Somebody say amen. amen. Did you earn $5,000 this month? 500 that's all. Come on. I mean, we give the waitresses and waiters 20 to 25%. That's what me and my wife give them. Even if they're bad. And there's not many. They're pretty good. What did you earn this year? Now, some people like to just tithe every six months, you know. And so what have you learned today? What have you earned today? Have you earned 30,000 today? Guess what? 3,000. Everybody smile at me real big. Oh, you're meddling. I'm not I'm meddling for your benefit. I want you so blessed. I want you blessed. I want you blessed your whole life. My son started mowing grass in our neighborhood at age 14. He would drive my dad's tractor around, and, and he would say, Dad, I want a tithe. And he would earn $15, $20. I said, well, this is the tithe. He'd get it, put it in an envelope, and he'd bring it to church. Somebody say amen. And you know what? He's still tithing. And the Lord has blessed him financially. I mean... I've never seen anything like it in my life. He, he would pay people to do his homework, and he didn't read a book. I don't even know how he passed high school. He hated high school. He hated the classes, but he loved business. And he said, Dad, I believe God wants me to make a lot of money. I said, praise God, son. Hallelujah. And, you know, some, some people will say that, you know, because they want to consume it. Not him. He said, I want to give a lot of money to God. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God loves it. He will get it to you. He will cause it to come upon you and overtake you. Let me finish for the third time. No, this isn't, this isn't a promise. I've known disciples who... Once they understood this supernatural side of tithing and offerings and giving, they stir themselves to righteous acts, radical acts of giving and gratitude to God. And it's amazing to watch. It's like, oh, they're going to be blessed. Proverbs 3.9 says this, Honor the Lord with your possessions 
and with the first fruits. We've read it. I'm going to read it again. Of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Worship team, come. You see, I can smile at that. I can smile when God has blessed me with something and I can give back to him and say, thank you, God. Thank you for all that you've done. I want you to bow your heads, and I want you to think about a few things here. There's much more in this very important spiritual matter. I've just touched on the surface of it. But before we open the prayer stations, as the lights go down, listen, I want each of you to search your heart. Not for my sake, not for the church's sake, but for your sake before God, because it is holy to the Lord. Say, Pastor Andy, I don't know if I can afford it. You cannot afford not to. That's a double negative. That means a positive. You cannot afford not to. I'm going to tell you that. It's not going to be easy all the time. It's not going to be something that the devil's going to take lightly. So you have to get, you have to get nerves of steel and you have to get a spine of steel and say, you know what? It may hurt at the beginning, but the benefits are going to be fabulous. I know it. I feel it. God's promises are true. And I want you to search your heart right now. I want you to pray. I want you to think about this. See, God has given this church 14 acres to fill out, and he's going to do it. He's going to do this thing, and we're supporting missions around the world, and we're planting churches. We're just doing it all because God is a God of blessing and increase. Nothing is too hard for God. This little church planting eight churches, that is, that is a multiplication of the kingdom principles of God that he's put in my heart. I know these things are true. And I don't want you to miss out. And if you're honoring the Lord with the first fruits of your increase, your barns, your life will be filled. And I mean just physical things. That's just not even the spiritual. I mean, you'll have, didn't Jesus say, it is more blessed to give than to receive? That's a supernatural thing. I didn't even get into that. And Jesus, he literally says, seek first the kingdom of God. Do the things for God, and he'll add everything. He'll add so much to you. He'll add so much to you. See, before you do anything today, if you have not been a tither, you have a friend right here in this pulpit who started as well, who gave. And I will never regret a penny. In fact, we want to give so much more, so much more, and we're going to. We're going to give more and more and more. Search your heart. Commit this to the Lord. Be like, be like our friend Joyce Meyer. If you need to cry about it, say, God, I've tried this. I've done it. But it just doesn't seem to work. But you know what? I'm going to, do, listen, devil, I'm going to do it the rest of my life. Say, Pastor Randy, I'm on a fixed income. 
do it on a fixed income. I've had people go, well, I just don't know. I don't, and it's so fear-based. Let faith rise up in you. God will cut your expenses. He will do all kinds of things for you if you'll just trust Him. You don't have to worry. Somebody say amen. Don't worry. As the old song says, don't worry, be happy. Somebody say amen. That should be a Christian song, by the way. Don't worry, be happy. Anybody remember that song, Don't Worry, Be Happy? I remember one of our deacons went on a cruise and he said that's all they played. And then he's singing it in the deacon meeting. Chuck Clevenger, just singing it in the deacon meeting. Don't worry, be happy. I'm over there wringing my hands, you know. And I thought, you know, you're right. The door is wide open. Do not delay. Give your first fruits now. And you know what? I found out in the Old Testament, they said, if you have tithe that you haven't given, you need to figure out that tithe. This is Old Testament. I'm not telling you to do this. But he says, it literally says, and I can take it to the verse, it says, you need to give over and above one-fifth of the tithe that you're giving and say, God, I'm basically sorry for robbing you. Now, I'm not asking you. I'm just telling get it right. Set the record straight today. Somebody say amen. Those of you watching, listen. Set it straight. Get it right. Get it right and honor God. Stand with me right now. The door's open. The door's open. You have your, your phone. You can go in here. Boom, 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 boom. And you can tithe. You can go home. And you may have a wife or a husband that doesn't want you to give. Let me tell you something about that. I do not want you disagreeing with a wife or a husband that doesn't want you to give the tithe. I want you to say, okay, honey. It's okay. The Lord knows your heart on that one. You don't need to be fussing and fighting about the tithe to God in your home. Somebody say amen. But if you have a spouse, man, that's just, okay, what? Let's do this. Let's do it. I'm going to tell you, you're blessed, number one. But if you have a one that, don't, don't argue about it. Just do like some of the brothers and sisters that I've known over the years. They, they, begin, to, they begin to give. And it's, stealthy it's stealthy it's stealthy have me understand what i'm saying but they give and the next thing you know the blessing starts coming and the wife or the husband hey what's going on how come you're giving this i said is god i've been doing this for eight years honey <laughs> somebody say amen oh my goodness am i saying things lord that i shouldn't say i don't even know you know, they sneak in Bibles into places where Bibles are illegal. So I guess it's okay to begin to give even if your spouse doesn't really understand it. But don't argue. That's my point. Do not fuss about it at all. All right? What you think about it? Father, search our heart. Give us a heart of generosity every single one of your people tithing and giving and honoring you Lord I thank you for life church I thank you for every person in this place all of those who have given over the years and who are giving now 
Increase it, God. Increase it. Increase it. Increase it. Not for our benefit, but for the expansion of your kingdom and future generations and the building of this property for the glory of God as a testimony of your faithfulness to future generations. In Jesus' name.